Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine Podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Hey, good morning, man. Uh, lots of listener feedback to start this show off, man. Really? We've got some uh, listeners have some feedback. They want to they feed back. Uh, feedback is uh, we fed out, and now they want to feed back to what we fed out. Is that how that works? Yeah, you know, we've had a, we're at the latter end of the week now. We collect a lot of open mics in the yeah. WSB radio app. In fact, we have nine really good ones here ready to go. And uh, this listener. Yeah, we probably will only get to like three before noon, I would imagine. But uh, and by, by the way, uh, you know, apologies for that. People are so nice. They send in open mics. We pull them and go, hey, this is great. And then, you know, I just go on and on and on about something or other, and we never get to them. But we appreciate the open micers. Why don't you go ahead? If there's feedback, go ahead. Open it up. Feed it back. Yeah, Dwayne from Kennesaw. What happened to the fun-loving, everybody laughing, having a great time on the Von Hessler Doctrine? Stop talking about war. <laughs> I can't say that I totally and completely disagree. Uh, yeah, yesterday, well, you know, yesterday was uh, a big day. You know, the whole drone incident. We came in that had happened the day before, and uh, you know what I say is, look, we're here to have a good time, right? Is that what we're here for? Yeah. Everybody with me, we're here to have a good time. Yeah, it's a current event show. Uh, Tim, are you not on board? Are you not here to have a good time? Are I you, said, you yeah. With us? You with us on? Did you okay. hear what I said? I said, yeah. I, well, uh, when people don't hear what you say, the first indication is they say, what did you say? And that's what I did. Uh, I was not going after you, Tim Andrews. <laughs> I was just one. Oh, I want to make sure everybody's on board. Uh, Autumn, you on board? Have a good nah. time. <laughs> uh, see, that's the problem. I'm blaming Autumn. That's a, right. uh, no. I want to have a good time, but he has to understood that uh, this is this show is completely improvised. Three hours a day, five days a week. Actually, more than three hours because we do the podcast thirty three days a week, and that means that uh, you know the host mood could have something to do with it. That's why you have to listen to this show all the time, every day. And if you if you can't listen to it in real time, you know, you got to get the download and uh, listen to the podcast because, you know, it all equals out over time. But I agree that yesterday was, uh, you know, I get uh, I disagree with certain policies and I'm worried about it. And so in that spirit, I want to have uh, a really good time today. Tim, are you on board? Do you want to have a good time today? Yeah. Autumn, Autumn, are you, are you on board? No, uh, I already know, told well, you. Uh, no. We know how you. I'm well, not on board. Yesterday. You're not. A, you do. You absolutely are on the record as not wanting to have a good time this morning. <laughs> Duly Never. noted. Duly I'm very. Noted. I'm a very serious person, and you know that. <laughs> I know that. It's all. It's all. The problem with Autumn is it's all book smarts. You wonder how she can navigate the real world. It's all. It's all it's really just tough. consuming. It is. I know that it is for you. I know Jared's. He's a, he's a good time, Charlie. I mean, he wants to have a good time. Of course, I'm trying to find the fun in everything. George Clark, you want to have a good time uh, on today's show? Yes, I'm. I'm ready to have a good time. Does party that, on! This, that guy sounds like he's <laughs> always having a good time. Let's party! So. <laughs> 
So yesterday was uh, kind of a serious show, and we'll try to have a good time on this show. And in that spirit, I would like to pivot to this story from something called Neoscope. Gwyneth Paltrow, you remember her as an actress? Does she act? Is she even in things anymore? Or is she just the wellness lady? Does she yeah, still she's make just movies? The, that weirdo from Goop. Gwyneth pa- Goop. In the spirit of not having a serious show and having a good time, first headline this morning: Gwyneth Paltrow is literally shooting ozone up her butt for the sake of wellness. With a tube or like a needle? Well, I don't. You know, I I I think that they think there's something called a wand that does mm. this. You know what? I don't know a lot about this, but it turns out that we do have a resident expert who knows more about the uh, ozone butt wellness. Good name for today's show, by the way. Ozone butt wellness expert. It turns out Greg Russ is with us. Greg Russ, are you there? I am here. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about ozone therapy (laughs) since, as you said, I am an expert, having worked on a documentary about 12 years ago for... What some would call a quack, Gary Null. Yeah. So hold on a second now. You, this, does this guy still exist? Can he sue me? This, Can we change this, his last name? Uh, uh, he How about Gary Null and Void? <laughs> okay. well, sure. Can this guy sue me? That's what I want to sure. know. I don't think he can sue you because he's a public figure. And yeah. there are well done. Like if you go to his Wikipedia page, there's a constant battle going back and forth. People coming on, making claims against him. He edits it himself because he's so vain. This guy yeah. used to give himself trophies for film festivals that don't exist that he won <laughs> with his documentaries. <laughs> That, of course, now, so you got to New York, and you needed work, and you found this guy, and he's a wellness vitamins guy kind of guy, and you he started was, doing vi- video work for him, documentary type stuff. Correct. I mean, he was a big deal in the day. He actually was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono would do his juice diets, oh, and he had a relationship with them back in the well, 70s. Well, listen, you That's know that John and Yoko... What's that? I'm not, yeah. just telling you. Yeah, John, and, John and Yoko, they, they always thought things through. Uh, the, the history on them is that uh, they wouldn't just jump on some sort of bandwagon. I like the always... ozone in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it sounds like this guy may be able to lawyer up. So I want to say these are all allegations. <laughs> I never met this guy. but uh, So you, as part of this, what happened? You went to do a documentary about people who were using ozone butt therapy so not butt therapy if if anything (laughs) the butt therapy sounds safer to me because the ozone therapy we went to a podiatrist's office i was filming the ozone treatment which they took a big syringe filled it with the ozone gas and then injected that directly into a person's bloodstream how does that not kill you immediately how how does that not kill you allegedly by the way as far as i know this gary whatever his last name is is just an outstanding parent but what what in the world (laughs) that to me sounds i mean i always heard stories uh hey you know bruce lee died because uh somebody shot an air bubble into his and are you saying into the vein or just into the body into, into the, the vein, foot. into the bloodstream. So you have to be, yeah, very, very careful. The, the speed at which they would inject this was slow to avoid that air bubble. But the, the doctor, he was very paranoid. I was getting his face on camera or anything that could identify him. So obviously he was doing this when he shouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> and then Gary Null ended up just, or Gary Null and Void ended up stealing this man's business. And then the people who used to get Allegedly. the treatment would just show up at the office and some woman was there who would do it herself at a desk. This wasn't a doctor's office. This was a normal office. 
Well, so she walks into what would otherwise be, it could be the lobby of a really boring, mundane insurance company or something. And, mm-hmm. and there's a secretary there. And then she, she started injecting people, allegedly. Yeah. She took allegedly. She, allegedly. she took the person's business. Now, do you know the idea behind the ozone therapy? Well, no, well you're the expert. That's why we okay. have you here. Greg just, Russ, ozone butt expert. That's why we have you here. Ozone is a disinfectant. Ozone, if you add water, apparently is peroxide, just like hydrogen peroxide. Mm. So in a gaseous form, when it's in your body, it can spread throughout and it can disinfect. Oh. That's the idea behind That sounds that. like something Trump uh, wants, We used uh, it for the COVID. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. <laughs> Why do you need to disinfect your blood? Yeah it, it, yeah, it seems like the body and nature, in order to get us from like the Stone Age to where we are now, thinking about flying cars, would have worked that out inside <laughs> of our bodies for the most can I, part. Can I say I don't advocate this? I used a fake name in the documentary. I don't buy into this. I don't want anyone doing this. No, obviously. Uh, listen, I just want to make sure it, I, that's no, known. No, no. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, we are covering the story. The ozone butt therapy. <laughs> we are covering the story. And I would say, even though I'm not an expert at it, uh, about it, I would say don't do it. That would be my... I would say nobody should do it. But it's, it's, it is interesting to me, and you may have seen more of this as you film these... Uh, wellness type of documentaries like you look at someone like Gwyneth Paltrow and she's so wrapped up in these uh weird sort of wellness things and I just wonder if psychologically is it just is it just about damn it I don't want to grow old are, are they all because it sounds like when you when this oxygen stuff and a lot of things they do there seems to be this underpinning of uh, using the word replenish replenish the cells things like that and of course that's that's about aging right you're but you want your cells to be young so that they can kind of fly around your body say, and keep you young yes um i don't know if she cares about looking young because right. really all of this stuff uh, i i sent you guys some videos of her talking about her what she eats in a day and it's basically like coffee and bone broth and then vegetables you know? <laughs> like she doesn't eat and and it really like sallows her out and so she doesn't look healthy right but there's that body dysmorphia possibility right? yeah she looks yeah. in the mirror and like what happens with people is there'll be one thing about their body or their face or something that they don't like and if they come off come across a thing that makes that look better then they don't notice that the rest of their body yeah, <laughs> looks t- terrible around it. Listen, right? guys, but- she's not going to look like Pepper Potts forever. I mean, that's that was uh, her peak right there. That was her peak. Pepper and- Potts. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, her from the Avengers in the uh, Iron Man oh, movies. Oh, her peak for me was, uh, of course, Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> oh, what of a course. fine, fine film. Uh, Greg, stick around if you'd like to. We're going to come back and talk about this, some other things. Okay. You know, during the break, I was wondering. This Gwyneth Peltro thing where she uh, shoots ozone uh, in her rear end for wellness purposes and cellular regeneration. It made me wonder, you know, that Dr. Joe, he's into the wellness deal. Does Dr. Joe, I have no idea. We put laughing gas in there. <laughs> Nitrous oxide, it'll help you. It, it, what does it make your cells laugh? <laughs> You talk a little yeah, deeper for a few minutes, you, you hear the wah, 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 and then you, then you go home and you're fine. Who's, who, who would be against happy ass? That's right, happy ass. That's what we call it, the happy ass treatment. Stop by the spa and get yourself some happy ass treatment. You boost Greg, the nitrous. <laughs> yeah, what goes on there in the back room? I knew there was a back room there, Dr. Joe. There's something. 
<laughs> I heard like EDM rave music going on. Like nah, we, we keep it simple. We played a Grateful Dead, a fish, something like that, that the older people can get into. <laughs> 10,000 uh, maniacs. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing the show remotely from, uh, from home today because I was actually uh, quite social last night, which I am never. I mean, it was, it was coat and tie evening. And congratulations to Scott Slade, who uh, was inducted into the Georgia Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame, which uh, was a great evening, a long evening. I felt like my hands were going to fall off when you're. It's been so long since I've been at a, any kind of like award ceremony. Because when I walk into award ceremonies, uh, I just my first thought is, oh, here's another thing I'll never get. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's another thing I'll never. But. It was great to be there uh, for Scott Slade, but there's a lot of there were uh, there's a lot of clapping, you know. And after my hands were red, uh, I think Jay Black almost passed out next to me. He was uh, he just at one point he's like I'm done clapping. I, all right, all right, I love everybody. <laughs> so it was great to see Chris Camp was there and came right. down all the way from Boston. And Scott Slade's uh, speech was just fantastic. I mean, just really, really, really uh, hit hit the uh, pulled on the heartstrings. And uh, so I want to say congratulations to the great Scott Slade, who, when I was invited to attend this affair, the first thing I thought was, how is Scott Slade not already in every Hall of Fame of broadcasters and radio? Uh, but uh, it, was, uh, it was really fantastic. It was, uh, it was a good night. At one point, so it, the thing started around 7 or so and, and really didn't end until around 11 o'clock, probably halfway through. I looked around the room and I realized, and this is kind of a weird thought. I thought, not I thought, I realized that uh, I'm the only person in this room. A lot of people, a lot of people, big audience. I'm the only person in this room who's wearing a hat. Oh, you did wear the hat. You, that I was a big controversy. when you're indoors. Nobody said that, we, you know, that these days there are usually like a restaurant or something will have a sign at the front. That says, uh, if you want to eat here, Eric Von Hessler, uh, you're going to have to be embarrassed. Take your hat off. You should just and, know because of decorum. Well, how? This is, I don't understand this. Decorum. Hats and doors. No. I, why? <laughs> why? Because it's, it's rude. Why? How is, I don't know. Why is, why it, is rude? it rude? Because the Puritans told me. I just, it just seems like something. <laughs> and nobody, listen, people were really, really nice. And uh, you guys, uh, I, I got to meet a lot of people. Or at least, I didn't meet everybody, but at least see and be exposed to a lot of people that are in local radio and TV that I've heard about for a very long time. And, and so that was, that was really cool. But uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of really good, uh, good words about the show from people that I'm meeting from the first time. You'd be surprised at uh, the number of people or different uh, kind types of people that actually listen to this show i was very very surprised you know because i Here. always think of like one demo like some kind of like i just always think it's like eh, it's a 48 year old dude hey eric <laughs> you know? i love yeah. your show man eric. yeah well that's that's the guy that's i know i got that guy and i and i appreciate that guy but it's always good to find out that uh, lots of people listen to the show and like the show and you always know I always know when they're actually sick because, you know, you could walk up to anybody and say, hey, man, great job. But they uh, they talk about the show and how we interact. So I appreciate everyone that I met yesterday. And if I offended anyone, which no one acted like I did, if I offended anyone by wearing a hat, I do. Here it <laughs> I is. I do apologize. 
Here's the reason why wearing a hat inside is offensive. It gives the impression that you are in a hurry to leave. And if there is one thing that you are, it probably is that. I'm not saying in this instance last night, (laughs) but usually. Because there's that saying that you can tell people when you kind of want them to leave, but you don't want to be rude. Say, here's your hat. What's your hurry? Yeah, okay. I'm putting it all together. I just think it's kind of dumb. I just think it's kind of dumb. Also, if I had known, I guess I should. So I should always know in the future that if I'm invited to some kind of gala, that I'm not supposed to wear a hat. Just do better, Eric. Just do better. Do better. I I know. I I realize. If you're in a suit and tie, how about you take off the hat? But I I don't... Listen, if I would have known, I would have groomed myself to have my best balding look. You should have known. But once you have your hat on and you look around, I can't take it off at that point. Then I'm going to look like... uh, you know, some, some like a mugshot or something after a DUI arrest uh, that would hit the. <laughs> so, I love uh, the show, Eric, what's up with your hair? Yeah, what's going on with the hat, pal? You know what? By listening to the show, I thought that you were a good person, but with you walking in here wearing a hat, now I know the real Eric Von Hassler. But congratulations to all the inductees. Congratulations to our Scott Slade. It really was a great night. Great to see Chris Camp again. Greg Russ, we got. What are we doing next here? I think Greg's got to go because we got all kinds. After this, it's just segment after segment of people. Good. What's next? Have a good chef. All right, man. Thank you for your ozone butt therapy expertise. <laughs> Dear What's well. coming up next, Jared? Studies, surveys, and polls. All right. Been thinking more about this whole. It's rude to wear a hat to a, a gala or indoor function. Some. An awful lot of things from the past we've let go. I mean, we're a progressive society, right? Yeah. Maybe well, I'm the person. Maybe I'm the person. That, people kind uh, of stink more than they used to, I think, in my opinion, because they're all about the natural stuff now instead of the Yeah, like we don't clean. say, hey, you have to get all perfumed, and we've let hygiene drop to the side of the road in the name of progress. Pandemic. <laughs> Am I on the air? Yeah, you're on. Okay, yes. that's not, that was kind of a weird glitch. Uh, my end anyway i don't know why we're having a little bit of trouble this morning i apologize for that so uh as i am the person i think maybe who has to just keep wearing hats to indoor functions and galas and uh and sooner or later people will come my way I mean, if you think about it we hold on to certain things when it gets uh, and then we and and we let other things go for instance so if if i showed up at a gala with a hat on that's rude but if Post Malone shows up with tattoos all over his face and no hat, he's not. He's 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 well within all protocols. So at the point, I think that you can show up to big galas. There was no one last night that I saw who had face tattoos. But my point being, it, it, no one would tell somebody with a face tattoo, "Hey, you know what? Uh, it's, this is a this is a an elite function." All right. So Chris Camp on. didn't yeah. show up with a bunch of tattoos on his face. I thought that's what he was doing after the. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, in his retirement, you know Chris Camp, he just lets the hair grow. Oh, okay. You know, because Down to my ankles. I'm an old hippie, Eric. They <laughs> get together and listen to them Steely Dan, Asia. <laughs> so, FM. That's my new bit. That's what I'm putting out there. If we in the if in the year twenty twenty three it's not against protocol to show up anywhere with face tattoos, I think I ought to be able to show up with a hat. That seem reasonable. I think it is. I think you should go with both. I think you I should think- get a, a little doctrine drip tattoo right below your eye like that. That way you're branding the show and you're rocking the hat at the same time. 
Yeah, I think uh, the doctrine drip. I like I, well, that. Doesn't that sounds like a medical condition? Actually, the doctrine drip. I don't, you know, we had a big party and we all had to take a week off, and the, that was the diagnosis. We all had a minor case of the doctrine drip, but I don't know that I want to commemorate that on my face. Hey, that sounded weird. Let's do this. That's how you caught it. It's time for studies, surveys, and polls on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Woo! All right, give me this. It's up to you, Jared. You can start with a study. You can start with a survey. Well, you can I figured, even get crazy. I figured this first one poll. is very appropriate to start because we only have hours left to fill out our brackets. And data scientists from the University of Illinois have uh, come up with their own tips for filling out your NCAA tournament bracket. And they say that you should... I thought that it started. Uh, well, the, the, the it first... Started all... Didn't it start? Didn't they do the play-in already? That's not part of the brackets? It In most brackets, it doesn't count. So this is the final 64. Okay. So the official 64-team tournament starts yeah. at noon today. Can people stop hounding me about this in the office? I, I'm again. It was bad enough being the only person wearing a hat at a, a, a gala function last night, but now I've been ostracized in my own workplace. I might go to HR about this. In my own workplace, I've been ostracized because people can't believe that I don't fill out brackets. What? Why is that so hard to believe? Come on, but because everybody does it. That's I why don't I, do it either. I, I don't understand it. I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I not. It's just a matter of. With me. Oh, so you could, you're, you're definitely going to win. Yeah. Autumn is the queen of her brackets. Yeah. And we always knew that. Autumn <laughs> Autumn owns her own brackets. So what are the hints? There's no, there's nothing that you can. You know what I would do when I would do the brackets is I would just, whoever the favorite was for any game, I would just go, if this happened, and I would just go favorites and do okay that way. I never won one. And then. That just seemed like this seems like a silly ritual. What am I going to do? What do I make a hundred bucks? Well, if you were <laughs> to work. if you were to listen to these great yes. researchers, these data scientists, in fact, from the University of Illinois, what they say is start with your final four and then work your way back to the uh, to the first round. So it makes sense. So you like pick, oh, okay. okay, you think uh, Alabama's really good this year. Kansas looks pretty good this year. Houston looks really good this year. So you start with like maybe those three, then work your way back, and then figure yeah, that's it out. what I would start. I would start with whoever the favorite, whoever is the number one seeds from each region. I would assume they're going to be in the final four. <laughs> that's what I would do. Are I there four regions? Do I have this right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I, so if you work backward, I mean, why put that much into it? I, mean, I suppose if you had like a fifty thousand dollar pot winner you know maybe i would go that far but isn't this illegal can i ask this question isn't this illegal isn't this gambling well you know this is one of those ones where they just kind of let it slide eric you know this is a little different excuse me <laughs> here's something that i've found does not work in court well <laughs> kinda technically so you're right this is uh, this is a law that we're all allowed to break, right? Yeah, unless is, they want to use it as a pretense to get something else on you. Yeah, this is one of those few times where you're allowed to. They, they encourage the office pool gambling. In fact, when you're watching CBS and stuff like that, you're always like, oh, yeah. you know, they're always like, here, fill out your brackets. And and even when the first game started, they're like, oh, it's not too late. Even if you're not the overall winner, you can still get a bunch of money by jumping in later. They they really push the hell out well, of it. Well, CBS has always been a rogue network. <laughs> 
they've always existed slightly outside the law. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm one of these people. I just never won anything in my life. And I, so I just, this is maybe a good thing. Maybe I don't have as much fun. I see people, I have friends go to Vegas and they gamble and they love it. And I just, to me, I've never won anything in my life. So anything that any kind of money I earn or whatever, I'm just going to keep that for myself and I'm not going to put it out there and be risky with it. Like Silicon Valley bank. Don't worry. If you lose it, you'll get it back. Is that hey? You know what? If they can bail out those millionaires and billionaires, then I think anybody who loses money in their office brackets for March Madness, in the end, I think the government should come in and make them whole. That's yes. just me. So, all right. So, is that that's basically the yeah? They just uh, say start, the advice work work inside out. Listen, they be. They paid a lot of money to these data scientists at the University of Illinois to make yeah. sure that you start from the inside and work your way out <laughs> what to the end of the hell is it? Data scientist. I get it. You're, I mean, you're a data expert. I can understand. What is a data scientist? They were it really a should coat? be a, an analyst. Yeah. Right? Like, not right. a scientist. I mean, a scientist tries to figure out things we don't know about. Um, well, and they we, know, we know what data, data is. We know what data is, right? Like, yeah. not, they don't have to go try to find out. You know, as a scientist, I've figured out. I can tell you exactly what data is. To me, I think of a scientist trying to figure out, you know, how to cure cancer or something. Medical scientist. Listen. But a data scientist. Mm, that sounds like something you put on your resume to make yourself <laughs> sound more important than you actually are. I'm surprised you haven't gone into your bracketologist uh, argument yet. You always oh, hate how there's the... the bracketology. You know, I've stopped watching so much. <laughs> I don't watch ESPN anymore. Are they still? Do they still have the bracketologist? Oh, of course. I see a bracketiatrist. Oh, I know so you get that. meds. <laughs> and oh, that's that, that's the type. That's the therapy person who can prescribe. Yes. Is that yeah. how that works? And yes. change your tires too. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, listen, they're well rounded. Tiretrist. Tiretrist. You may have gotten confused. You walk in there, yeah, you true. unload about all your problems. When you come out, you got a set of fresh tires. That's right. I got a road rotation. <laughs> that's right. Got to rotate that brain. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, if it, all right. Well, listen. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, trying to vomit all over the fun people are having. Have fun with your brackets. Ew. It's just not something for me. Well, that's why I wouldn't do it, Autumn. I don't want to gross yeah. people out in the middle of the office. <laughs> Have fun, but uh, <laughs> stop treating me. <laughs> stop treating me like I'm some kind of weirdo because I don't want to fill out a bracket. I just. Uh, I. You know what? I. I root for teams, sporting teams who always let me down. This is why I don't do fantasy football anymore. I'm not going to expose myself to yet one other thing that I can lose at. So I, I really, in my life, I'm paring down the things I can win or lose at. Basically, it's uh, the the love for my family and friends and uh, keeping a job. But those are the those are the only win loss things that I want in my life anymore. And then you know the the two or three teams that I root for that always let me down. Why expose yourself to more losing? Is that a bad attitude to have? No, I Eric. I I have to agree with you. I picked up on that attitude toward the end of the season. I was done. Uh, I'm not doing fantasy anymore. I may get rid of Red Zone and just watch one game every really? week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now I don't see, understand I, Red Zone. I want to follow the story of a game. Uh, I don't want to see no, the I want to see the scores. <laughs> I listen, basically I I like Red Zone, but I'm always watching the game that I want to watch. But then over on like a computer screen or something, I'll have red zone going so I can keep an eye on, uh, you know, the, it's almost like a, a highlight factory thing in, in real time. 
So uh, I I don't have a – that's not the same thing for me, but I don't think you should have to give up Red Zone. If you just give up Fantasy, you'll start watching Red Zone as uh, for entertainment purposes. That's you won't true. Be watching Instead of like, like yeah. Derrick Henry, better get another touchdown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you won't be having uh, you know having your heart rate escalated because <laughs> somebody got one less yard Tim's than just you bitter to win. Right. Tim's just bitter because I was in his Fantasy Football League. He had a – I think his team went 14-1 and one in Fantasy Football this year and then made it all the way to the championship and then just uh i'm not uh, bitter about that it's the whole season that made me bitter that the fact that the bills didn't go farther than they did and i'm, like, I'm, I'm starting not, to get over that yeah i'm not hey, gonna the Falcons, place in my fantasy i and see that'll happen yeah well because I mean, I, ran it for me i did well, so good <laughs> see that'll happen and then she can walk around and act like she knows yeah. and she knows no she knows. i don't she I'm tell- know my, anything about football my friend's son who's like 10 did it for yeah. me uh, by the way, to understand the red zone, it's uh, basically uh, it's like a money shot video, but with football. You're just well, it's see, just I'm not touchdowns. In that either, so it's it just tracks. touchdowns. That's it's the just best bang, part bang, of the movie. <laughs> but Autumn likes to get there. I want to know how the pizza guy got in the house. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. How did, did I want to know how she got stuck in the dishwasher. <laughs> Did she order the pizza, or had he been stalking her with the pizza? Right. You want to know. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes sense. You want to see the full narrative. Yes. You know how guys are. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. That's the red zone. Yeah, All right. Next that. study, survey, and or poll. All right. I've got a survey from Slack, which we use a lot here on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Oh, my God. They're doing surveys now. They are doing surveys. The place where you communicate with your uh, coworkers online is now doing their own studies. Yeah. They, surveys. Yeah. They say now through a collection of all of their data that nearly half of office meetings could disappear without any impact, especially those that happen on Microsoft Teams, uh, Zoom. They say that you could save 25 hours a week on average if you were just to cut down your meetings. All right, the Zoom thing with the pandemic maybe uh, accelerated this and and made it larger. Can I tell you something I've known uh, since the late 80s when I entered uh, the corporate world? Even before uh, Zoom and all of that stuff, you probably could have cut 95% of meetings and not lost anything. As a matter of fact, been more productive. One of the least productive things in corporate America are meetings. Oh, my goodness. And then somebody keeps asking questions. Would you shut up? (laughs) I want to get the hell out of here. All right, not a lot of time. Is there enough time for a quick study survey and or poll? You want to hear about the National Customer Rage Survey? Uh, I would imagine that a lot of customers are very, very enraged because, well, let's face it, uh, the service industries uh, are not at their peak right now because, well, I don't know. If, you know, people people think that I'm rude for wearing a hat to a... A, a big gala evening, but it doesn't seem to be considered rude to uh, treat customers like crap when you're a counter person these days. <laughs> that is true. The uh, National Customer Rage Survey, conducted by the Customer Care Measurement and Consulting They're Company. They're good people. Yeah. Oh, great. Great at what they do over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have determined that because of the lack of customer service, and uh, particularly when people call to try to find a representative, that yeah, good pe- luck. Yeah. people are more likely to yell once they finally get somebody on the line, particularly in hospitality, airlines, and also in the food industry as well, too. Well, you shouldn't yell, and you shouldn't get like that. I would, I forgive me the uh, the automated chat thing that I'm talking to. I find that to uh, be better, more direct. Uh, but I have to say, I had an experience. I had to call customer service for a uh, a very large company, utility company, 
And uh, I was actually very surprised. The, the, maybe it's just that, right. It's just random who you get, right? So your rage index and also was relative- my attitude. What's that? Your rage index was relatively low. Instead of a one to ten, you're like a one instead of a ten. Yeah, and I had a complaint, and it was dealt with. But you know, if you, I think the rage mostly comes from it taking so long to get somebody. That's really the thing about customer service. If you can just get somebody quickly, and then you, I think the rage is it's been 45 minutes and I'm sitting here. That's where it starts, uh, and where it ends. Damn it, because we're done with studies, surveys, and polls. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Following up on that uh, conversation we were having about rage and the uh, study, survey, and or poll that said uh, people are responding to uh, customer service people and I would imagine in public as well. People working the counter. Uh, with uh, more rage. But I said this a couple weeks ago. I just get the feeling, and it's anecdotal. It's just relative to what I see in my life. But I just feel like we are, maybe not slowly, quickly becoming a nation of jerks. <laughs> we, or just all we do is just yell at each other, demand things from each other, protest each other, constantly talk about the things that we want and think we should have and we don't have and we've identified you as the reason why we don't have it don't you just think there's so many protests there are so many uh uh, interest groups that are mad about the thing that they keep their eye on and we have a 24-hour news cycle right so there's room for everybody to be telling us what they're mad about, what they want, what they... And then you, after two years of being cooped up, and people finally have forgotten how to, I don't know, navigate the world around each other without bumping into each other. I've said, like, 400 has become, on my drive to and from work, it's just the jerk highway at this point. (laughs) I mean, I don't know where these people are going. In my mind, to keep myself from getting angry and joining them. Everybody who, who does the jerky stuff on 400, I just think, um, I, I, she's pregnant and they're racing to the hospital. They just have to get there. Somebody's dying, perhaps in the middle of a heart attack. In my brain, I invent this fiction to keep myself from getting angry at uh, everyone around. I just feel like people have decided, uh, you only go around once, I only live once, and I'm not putting up with anything for any moment from anybody at any time. I am here. These are the things that I want, and you will deal with me, which is fine until you've got 330 million people waking up every day (laughs) with that exact same attitude. I just think people need to just relax a little bit. It's possible to have a good life. It is impossible to live a life that is ideal where you get everything that you believe that you deserve. It's not possible. So relax and just get the best that you can. Let's do this. It's English Nick with Toodle Pip. Toodle Pip. There he is. He's here to pip our toodle or toodle our pip. It depends on his mood. I leave it up to him. Mm-hmm. How are you, English Nick? I'm, I'm in a pretty good toodle pip mood, I think, despite what you were saying. about Because you, you're right. There is a lot of that going on. Yeah. Screaming, shouting, driving too now, fast. 
Now, when dealing with people, I would think, and still, you could tell me because you've been in this country since, uh, what, 96? Yes. So you, I believe <laughs> that a person with an English accent, when yes. that hits American ears, mm, wow. it is, uh, it soothes, it's music that soothes the savage beast. Like, have you, now, if you find that people are being ruder to you, yeah. even though you have the English accent, then we know we have a real <laughs> rage problem in this country. There are some British accents that come from the royal family that seem to uh, irate a lot of people, but. Yeah. But you've got the I'm working not class. I'm one of those, darling, no, absolutely yeah, you're, you're, not. Uh, you're, you're, if you were in that uh, prime minister's <laughs> questions, you'd be the labor guy who stands up, not the, well, not the Tory. To that, uh, this does not yeah. instill warmth. The right honorable woman needs to sit down and shut up. Come here, child. Hello. How are oi, you? Oi, I'm not here to talk about I'm here to talk about the budget and what they did yesterday. That's what happened. It was my dad was talking about the budget yesterday. It's a big budget. They're they're annual oh, sir. The, the, uh, the, what do they call it? It's not just the budget, it's the, um... Omnibus? No, uh, whatever. Anyway, my dad was like, yeah, I watched, you know, my dad's got nothing to do these days. He's like, I watched it for hours, and it was all about big money going to this and that. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, it all is. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, really get down to it. What I said maybe was a little too harsh. I think we're all beginning to realize that we're all getting screwed all mm-hmm. the time. Everyone is lying to us about everything. And what I say is, rather than than getting totally angry about that i mean you should do things i'm not saying just allow people to mow you down but you maybe want to take a more relaxed attitude to things yes it's true everybody is lying to us all the time and we're all getting screwed and rich the 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 upper 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 rich are going to keep on getting more and more and more and more and you're going to keep on getting maybe what you've got to less and that's not a good thing but you also don't want to live your life totally enraged all the time it's not a good life not at all. Yes. What do you got in the I've got a lady, a lady who married herself, and then she uh, was considering divorce 24 hours later. She said, <laughs> I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, Sophie this is, Mora. This is, this is an attention whore. What's her name? Sophie Mora. Sophie Mora. She's 25 years old. She announced it on social media, of course, that she'd married yes. herself. She'd married herself. So she's trying to, I mean, what are we doing? We're giving it to her. So let's, you know, let's applaud her. She, it actually it yeah, worked. I'm talking about <laughs> Sophie Moore, who's 25 years old, and I have no idea where she's from, but she's just on the internet. And so basically, this is a person that before <clears> the internet would have uh, been uh, the girl on the street doing the stunts on the morning radio show, right? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I'm going to marry myself. Uh, didn't we know somebody who actually did that as a morning show deal? Married themselves? Yeah, as a joke. Like, uh, was uh, um, remember Sean from uh, the Burt Show? Uh, I think she did. Oh, I think Sean she... moved, to, moved, moved to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that years ago, I think that this was kind of a stunt <laughs> that she did <laughs> wow. where she married herself, I'm pretty sure. So this is kind of an old radio morning show stunt she's added the latest wrinkle which is 24 hours she didn't get enough attention see she doesn't know how to do it properly what you want to do is you get the pop right of attention from saying i'm marrying myself and blah 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 you don't immediately turn around the next day and you, you gotta let you gotta let that you gotta let that cycle go wait 14 days when when people are forgotten about the lady who married herself <laughs> then you get another Be- cycle in the news when you come back and say well i'm getting a divorce you know yeah, she posted a picture. She's wearing the wedding dress. She made herself a cake. She got a tiara. And before she posted about Our divorce... Our friend Sean did all of this. I'm telling you, this is I a rip-off of a... What's, it's a rip-off of a Burt Show bit from 
probably, uh, I don't know, 2008 or something like that. Somebody look it up. I'm sure they keep archives. Before she mentioned the, the divorce word, uh, some people were like, well, this should work for a long time. If you're marrying yourself, that's one less person in the equation. It should work out. But, you know. Hey, th- th- this is the best part of the story is when uh, they, they give you people on social media who are actually taking her seriously. One user said, <laughs> it could easily be me. Congratulations <laughs> on the beautiful marriage. Another wrote, it is the best marriage. Believe me, with another person, it would last less and it would be more conflictive. Congratulations. First of all, I, you know, I think uh, I, I'm, I've always been more in conflict with myself than my wife. So I don't really, I don't, I don't relate to that. I think you know, other people in my life get me from being in conflict with myself. But, uh, you know, she got what she got. But I say she played it wrong. You uh, wait till you go all the way through the news cycle and as it is. And then, then you get another bump. So she's 25. She's young. She'll she's learning. She, she'll figure it out when, with her next marriage. She knows to make it last at least two weeks. You know, there exactly. used to be a, used to be an unhoused gentleman in Little Five Points, Virginia Highlands area. He was called... Homeless, two, you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, he was too okay. dread. He was called too dread because he had two massive dreads down the back of his... Like, his hair was really long. Stop for one second. We are at the point in our society where homeless people have a brand. Go ahead. <laughs> so I don't know if he's still around, but you would see him having arguments with himself on a daily basis. I'm I'm. I'm Imagine that's, that's what was going on with this one. That's called schizophrenia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a laughing matter, but that is no, uh, he, but had a, woman, he had a deep I mean, yeah. psychological problem, I and that's know. why he was living on the streets. I wish him the best of luck. What's next? Uh, a growing a growing number of humans think they are star seeds, aliens living on Earth. They've come here to help humans, and they're oh. from another planet. <laughs> I think of- I think a lot of musicians are like I've always thought that Tom York of, of Radiohead was an alien, uh, Geddy <laughs> Lee of Rush an alien because they're just so so fantastic at what they do. They can't be human. I'm reading this one. There are a lot of humans on this planet who believe they're star seeds or aliens from another one. Uh, according to a new report in the conversation, um, what were we just talking about in the f- earlier story kind of applies to, yeah, they're nuts. They're crazy. Uh, they're, <laughs> mental they're, health is they're, real. They're, they're, <laughs> mental health should be taken seriously. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but uh, you're not a star seed from another planet. But you know what? Uh, we do have something that I know is very real, and that's our own Autumn Fisher doing a live Woo! read. Reynolds Empower Home Team is a real estate company that is family-owned and helmed by female CEO Sarah Reynolds. Big reason to call the Empower Home Team is they already have the buyers. They have over 680 buyers in their Buyers and Waiting program right now. This means your home will sell for more. On average with Empower Home Team, you'll get $30,000 more for your home and you'll sell faster. The average agent sells in 43 days. The Reynolds Empower Home Team agent sells in 28 days. That's less. A new program from Reynolds and Power Home Team is called Sold in Five. This program lets you, the seller, control your home's list price, sell with less stress, and choose your move-out date. Reynolds and Power Home Team has proof that sellers that use their Sold in Five program get, on average, 6.1% more for their homes. So call them today at 833-403-SOLD. That's 833-403-SOLD. Or visit lindyhasthebuyers.com. That's L-I-N-D-E hasthebuyers.com. Uh, yesterday, last night, when I was at the Georgia Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame to watch the great Scott Slade get inducted into uh, that Hall of Fame. It was a, before the whole thing got started, there was kind of a mingling thing and meeting people. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I met some very nice people who listened to the show and lots of compliments all the way around from these people. And one lady said, I just don't understand how you guys can, how can you come up with this stuff every day? And my response, I said, we're made of magic. (laughs) We're simply made of magic. So let's do some more magic, English Nick. Yeah, as the great Freddie Mercury once said, it's a kind of magic. Uh, Fans are mocking Great Britain's World Baseball Classic uniforms. i got to be honest. (laughs) I grew up there. I had no idea that anybody in England was playing baseball. This is news to me. And I think that's why the mockery of the uh, of the uniforms, because if you haven't seen them, yes. it's kind of like the way generic food labels used to be back in the eighties, <laughs> yeah. where it was just like a white background and black lettering. It just is. They just have like a gray uniform that says Great Britain across the front in a very. Um, non-interesting font it's yeah, just i don't know yeah. if it's helvetica i don't know what it is it looks just, like ariel yeah it's it, that's exactly what it, it's one of those just normal fonts and i hadn't thought about that but english nick you're right i mean you're a, you're I, a cricket yeah. society you don't so i i didn't know i didn't know that there were english baseball players but i they're in other leagues in other parts of the world i would imagine well there is apparently there's a bunch of guys who were born in england who do play major league baseball or have played major league baseball in this country well, uh, so, Tim is uh, Tim is the uh, baseball follower uh, amongst the doctrinaires. Um, this war, I know I knew that this World Baseball Classic was going on. Is it every four years or something? But it doesn't even seem to get much press in this country. It where used we have, to. It certainly yeah. doesn't this year seem to be getting very much. Or, but uh, the U.S. always dominates, or at least through most of it, dominates. Um, but Are they dominating this year? They're doing. I know really they well. beat Great Britain because of this story. They beat yeah, like Great six to two or something. They beat I can them. tell you that I know there are a lot of Australians in the league, but I didn't know there were Brits. Yeah, it's just not. Well, you know, growing up in England, baseball is just not one of those things. It's it's cricket, it's which cricket, is something rugby, that, soccer, yeah. football. But I mean, I, yeah. in the baseball world, it's it's cricket as opposed to that, that's the closest game. And then when you're a kid, you, you play something called rounders. Which is just like if you if you and a bunch of friends show up at the playing field and you haven't got any of the actual things you use like the wickets and stuff, you just throw four coats down on the ground and those are the bases. Yeah. And you have a bat that's like I don't know a foot and a half long and you hit a tennis ball when it's pitched to. And I remember, oh, you I do remember, that too. yeah, I, I I don't know if it's, it's this what you're getting at, Autumn, but I I do remember a game that we used to play when we didn't have enough people to play baseball, mm. and it would be like if you if you hit it this far, that meant you got to second base, and if you hit yeah. it this yes. far, yeah, like that's a remember. home run. Yeah. This random yeah. thing is first base. Look at that! That's odd. That's that's genuine. Now we find out after all these years that Autumn has actually played a sport in her life. Wow! <laughs> I used to play <laughs> softball. <laughs> Okay, well, very good. Were yeah. you good at it? Yeah, I was good at it. I was good Were you at a batting. slugger. Yeah. yeah, I was good at hitting. I wasn't good at being in the outfield. I always got put in right field. Yeah, yeah because that's where they put prob- the boring people. Yeah. Well, wow. no, no. Actually, it's where you put the interesting people whose <gasps> minds so wander. Well, that's what I and mean. And are thinking about stuff. And if you want to be in a, a, a really important fielding position, you have to be focused on the game at all times, which is kind of hard to do when you're 12 years old and it's a beautiful day and you're thinking about the only reason I even came to this is they take me to get ice cream after we're done. That's <laughs> I why most people in, are there. I remember being in right field and telling myself, pay attention to where the ball is. Keep looking where the ball is. Because I was like, oh. <laughs> what I meant to say at the beginning, though, is that what Eric said is it's where people whose minds wander get put in right field. Yeah, they're just especially with the when they have kids playing baseball with like t-ball, yes. things like that. What's well, t-ball? Uh, the, uh, 
there's no reason for a really, really outfield. I mean, no, people no, are pretty close. They're right? basically <laughs> just extended infielders <laughs> yes. at that point. Yeah, the only chance you've got if you're the coach of that team is, uh, you know, the <laughs> the kid at second base isn't picking his nose when the ball comes his way. English Nick. Yes, sir. Always good to hear your English voice and see your English face. Thank you so much. Good to be heard and seen. Have you missed any of today's show? Well, do not worry. You can stream or download the full Doctrine podcast on wsbradio.com, the WSB Radio app, or any of your favorite podcast providers. It's all brought to you by our friends at Findlay Roofing. Before we, what's up? What's coming up now? Uh, experts say, oh, is that what's the next? experts have been talking all week this week. Oh, well, they're ready. We're ready for the experts. And you know, if an expert says it, you should just turn your brain off and just follow. You know, that's exactly how it should be. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But this is a disturbing story, a disturbing local story. Atlanta seeing most DUIs than anywhere across the Southeast. Now, that seems odd to me. And I'm reading this story, and, and the, of course, the uh, social scientists are making excuses like, well, it's because of the pandemic. People are, why would, why would it, uh, uh, one theory is mental state of depression formed during COVID. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it seems odd to me that DUIs should happen at all anymore because you have the Ubers and the Lyfts. And uh, we have on uh, our show every day, lead researcher and uh, producer, Jared Yamamomo. You know him. You know the <laughs> so, person I'm talking about. He is uh, He's known as, uh, as a functioning alcoholic, Atlanta's favorite functioning <laughs> alcoholic. Never an evening goes by that he's not out gallivanting with the alcohol, but he never gets one because he uses Ubers. Ubers and Lyfts all the time. A hundred percent. And even with the, so during the pandemic, the prices for Uber and Lyfts went up a lot because there were less of them out there. But now you're back to pre-pandemic levels with the number of Ubers and Lyfts out there. So you really don't have an excuse for it. I think a lot of people figured they could get away with it because there were less police officers in the city or they're so focused on different less events. traffic and, yeah, right. Yeah, they're focused you know, on like Cop City like right now. You have a lot of the focus on that instead oh, of... Oh, yeah, I'm going to go run around a DUI. They're all yeah. over there at Cop City dealing with those environmentalists. Yes. <laughs> those concerned environmentalists who came all the way from Paris because they were so concerned about this 40 acres of, uh, of forest that may be felled because of this. So, yeah, that's a, a, a good possibility, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I just think at this point, it's just so... Listen, maybe, let's say the Uber, uh, it costs double what it did. Let's just say, even if it did, uh, I can tell you that's going to be a lot less money spent than if you get a DUI. Amen. It's still worth the money. I, I still, it's, it's crazy. In my 30s now, most of my friends are around my age now. Of course, I've got some Gen Z friends and a few friends that are older too that are outliers. But for the most part, I drunkenly, you have to convince your friends still of this age. You're like, like you see them try to get behind the wheel of a car or yeah, pop good, open a beer, and you're like, you're like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll I'll call the Uber. Just get me back tomorrow when you're sober and you remember well, that. You know, if Uber. you're actually, if you're still the person who pops open a beer in the car while you're driving, <laughs> you are really. I mean, at least at this on, point you need a in your life, yeah. what? <laughs> you need a roadie. 
Yeah. <laughs> Road At soda. At this point in your life, you are just <laughs> headed for you know, just the needed DUI. We can all just cross our fingers that you or no one else gets hurt. But uh, if you are getting behind the wheel and popping open a can of beer, uh, there is a DUI in your future. It may happen tonight. It may happen next week. It may happen next year. That's just being you know completely reckless. When you talk about people who... I could drive. I've always said when my kids were still in the house, they were driving. You know, the point to think about, and I used to say to them is, it's not whether or not you can drive. It's not if you think you can drive. Can you beat a breathalyzer? That's the question that you should be thinking. Not because some people, you know, let's face it, a lot of people get home and then that experience says to them, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> I I only had a few. I mean, I'm not advocating this. I'm talking about it because everybody listening knows it happens all the time. Yes. And what happens is you do it a few times and you don't get pulled over, and and so a pattern emerges. Ah, that happens to other people. Again, what I used to say to my kids this is a good piece of advice. I haven't come up with many in my life but this is what you should have in your head if you are somebody who goes out and about and drinks and has to get to and fro it's not whether or not you can drive it's whether or not you can beat a breathalyzer that's the question that you should uh, have in your head and now that i've imparted that i mean this show does it all we got humor we got war rants we've got advice we do it all but we're not done yet let's do this The experts say. Experts say. Experts say. The experts say. Experts say. The experts say on the Von Hessler Doctrine. The experts say I got rid of that electronic hum that's been annoying all morning. I believe I have. So. Yes, you have. Thank Yay. goodness. Apologies to everybody who had to endure that. You know, and I know the content was so good. That's me. It I'm was sorry. worth it. <laughs> And it turns out, I thought I had a problem. It was just Tim Andrews the whole time which, <laughs> with his pranks. He's the Mel Gibson of the Doctrinaires with his pranks. Only with his pranks. He's not the Mel Gibson on the you know the other stuff. No, no, no. I totally dis- disavow everything he ever said in that He's regard. a loving, loving human being, this Tim Andrews. Uh, just ask Autumn. All right, what do you have an expert say? All right, this comes from our friends to the north, the Canadian press. Experts say it's best to have a plan before you quit your job. <laughs> Okay. Wow. In Canada, what? they'll take care what? of you. Huh? Uh, I just thought you could just quit and then. Oh, and that's wow. It. This is. My, everything I thought. How much are these experts getting paid to be experts is a good question. I got to get them this expert game. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do. That's why we do experts say, because we recognize that when a headline has say experts or experts say, most people. Never ask themselves, well, who is this person? Where did they go to school? Well, I can quit my job because I'm an expert at quitting jobs, and I'm going to become an expert at telling people how to become experts at quitting their job. Experts say that uh, putting your socks on before your shoes could result in you leaving the house sooner. Wow. This is why we need experts. Quit your job. (laughs) Again, this is this is just that twenty four hour news cycle, that beast needing to be fed. 
Well, let me, let there me. had to be a time in like 1975 in a newsroom <laughs> or something. Like they're putting together a newspaper, you know, that an average uh, size city newspaper on a daily basis. I don't know. You probably got like well over a hundred pages when you put all the different things together and the ads that used to be there. And there's a lot of room to fill. But I gotta think that something like this would come across the desk and like, nah, that's not making the paper. Right. That's we live in a world where everything makes the paper. Everything because there is no we know oh we got to fill a hundred pages there's no page it's it's infinity is what we have to fill even the mistakes the, mistakes yeah even the mistakes like all of the grammatical and spelling oh. mistakes that happen in all the articles is, is that because the AI isn't good enough yet is that why I'm seeing so many no, I think mistakes? because editors have been fired because right. now right. the person who's the writer is also the editor so they don't have to pay anybody. I'm always amazed when now listen I, I whenever you write anything no matter how many times you look it over sometimes and before you publish I mean I see this with text all the time I think they're absolutely fine and then I push it and I'm like what well how did that you know and so what you uh, I think what happens is or what surprises me is when I'm reading these things and you can always look up on these online stories it's been up for five hours it's been up for one day two days it just kills me when I see some glaring grammatical errors and it's been up for three days. I can understand if you're hitting a deadline, you're trying to hit stuff, but at some point, doesn't here's the problem. Nobody notices enough to let you know in the comments. Like nobody I cares. If, I wonder if you uh, go in and edit it, that it might take away the sort of information it's gathered so far. So if you say like how many impressions it's made online. Oh, you know, so maybe got, they don't change it. She's so right. That, because yeah. when they oh, read, yeah, the sometimes like, yeah, the, New York, right. the New York Post will post the same story six or seven times. And I've seen it before where they have grammatical errors and they don't change it. Yeah, they, that makes a lot of sense. And especially if you are the writer, your your career is based on how many people have actually read your stories. Right. So you don't want that. You don't want that count to ever go down. So uh, that makes sense. That's, that makes sense. I guess that's, well, we're just stuck with it, right? Just one yep. more example that the uh, the country is just really exhausted. Now, and we're, we've done a lot of good things, this country, but we're just a little too exhausted for details. Now, again, <laughs> the, the, uh, this from story from the Canadian press here, I did find one of the faceless experts here. Her name is Sarah Vermont. A, she's a uh -huh. Toronto-based career coach. Change that M to a C. It's, a, it's Vermont. That's what it says. Oh, okay. Vermont. Yeah. I believe that's in the New England area. And she says she's a Toronto-based career coach and founder of Careergasm. Career. <laughs> oh, God. Career coach. I love my job so much. It's going to be my career. Your careergasm. Again, it's another thing. It's just... There is so much this the South Park takedown of uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry had this subplot that was to me more interesting, which is this horrible thing where everybody is br a brand. And so I got to give it to her career gasm. That's going to stand out. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. So but who in the hell needs a career coach she says quote, this i don't understand why if you're on a baseball team or a football team no matter how good you are good coaching can always make you better but if you haven't how often are you changing jobs that you need a career coach well sarah here her career coach says quote i would say the big thing people need to figure out before they leave is what's next 
Oh my God! Wow! Are you serious? In there quote, cannot. Please tell me that not one dollar has been deposited into this career coach's into career checking casting. account based on what <laughs> the advice she is putting out there. I mean, Lucy in the Peanuts cartoons gave out more relevant advice. <laughs> It's wow. something else. So, Or the scary thing is that these Gen Zers are so dumb, they're surprised by this. They're like, oh my gosh, this is a great idea. I shouldn't. Ha- I, maybe I should have a plan before I quit I mean, my I'm job. the most specialist person who ever lived, so whatever I want, I get, right? N- no, I have to think about things. Well, well a parent's basement is a plan. <laughs> yes, That's it true, is a plan. I guess. But yeah. usually people <laughs> land back in their parent's basement. They don't plan to get there, I don't think, usually. But. <laughs> Wow. Hey, you know what? I, I think on this day where I'm trying to be positive about the world around me, I just have to applaud the fact if more than $15 have been deposited into this career coach's banking account based on the career advice that she is doling out, you can only say, hey, great job. Great job. <laughs> You're winning. My goodness, do we even have enough time here to find out? What experts are saying? I'll give you a choice here real quick. These are probably pretty easy decisions here. So our first one comes from Microsoft Start Health. Is eating a lot of cherries bad for your health? Find out <laughs> what the experts say. Uh-huh. Or the, what, what is my choice? The other, the alternative. From women's health, you can and should rethink your purpose at different stages of life, experts say. Again, of course wow. you should. You know, I went into the but wrong. What about the cherries? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. know about the cherries very quickly. Tell me about the cherries. Okay, the experts say that there is such a thing as eating too many cherries. Believe it what? or not, so, so ah! even though they are full of nutrients, I keep it at a thousand a day. Is that too many, <laughs> sir? Sir, I think you have a cherry overload going I've on. Been- I've, I, I'm so weak and and yeah. I can't even walk upstairs. I, I I can't think straight. And maybe it's because I've only been eating cherries. It, yeah, uh, you need. It turns out as <laughs> have a couple good, more cherries. As good or yeah, a few more. Maybe you're not eating enough cherries. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, I'll turns try out as good as cherries are for you, you have to actually have other things that you put <laughs> into your body as well. How many did I guarantee you there's some there's some sort of uh, this is the number of cherries you should eat per day. Yeah, this, As if anybody eats cherries every day. One of the experts says eating a lot of cherries is not associated with any health problems. However, it may cause oh. diarrhea, which is a potential consequence. Oh, I'm fine with that. Bloating, yeah. gas, stomach How is cramps. That not a health problem. Fiber. How is diarrhea now. Diarrhea is not not a health problem now. I, I would consider that a health problem that needs to be taken care of as quickly as possible. Cherries. <laughs> you know what? If these people are making money, I, I I should have become an expert at something. I went into the I went into an industry where you actually have to do prep and uh, you know and work for a living. All right, we uh, I was going to give away some tickets. I don't know if I have time to. So Let's do it in the next that? hour. All right. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine starts right now. So in that news report, I heard that Jan- Janet Yellen. Says uh, the banking system is sound. Is a pound. Not, not for nothing, but isn't that the same lady who told us inflation was transitory? Just last year? She did. She's the one that said wow. it. Well, her, you good. don't want me to tell everybody that the whole thing is collapsing around itself, then there'll be panic. I understand. Well, you're doing a damn good job there, Miss Yellen.
Mrs. Thank Yellen. You. I don't know what your situation is. I go by Ms. Ms. <laughs> Ms. Yellen. Yeah, there's no reason. Look, she said inflation was transitory, uh, but she got that one wrong. But I'm sure she's right about this one. So uh, just uh, open your pocketbooks. Just throw all your money back into the banks. I'm sure everything is going to be hunky-dory because the lady who told you that inflation was transitory. Remember when the ninth grade dropout on the radio in Atlanta said that's not true <laughs> immediately? There's no way that inflation is transitory. But uh, she's the expert. So uh, the banks are the banks are fine. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. Hour three, by the way, is uh, now annoying electronic hum-free. So you're going to enjoy this hour. And also, also war-free. We haven't done any real war talk. By the way, there can be a downside when we're having fun and there's no war talk because uh, I was, I'm not able to get to that New York Post story that says that uh, Putin's Wagner mercenary army recruiting fighters for Ukraine war on Pornhub. But we can't go there because we're not talking. We're not talking war. We're talking about other things. So let's do this. Hi, it's Paul Stanley, and this is Paul Stanley Presents, the latest in music and entertainment news, only on the Von Hessler Doctrine. That's right. Paul Entertainment News International Stanley's career as a rock star on stage is coming to a definite end now. There is an end date, and that will be December 2nd, which will be their second show at uh, Madison Square Garden in two days, uh, in two days in a row, first and second. And and then they say that they're done. So this uh, Paul Stanley, as we like to call him, Paul Entertainment News International Stanley, wanted to get into uh, the entertainment news game, and he comes here to uh, to you know get some flying time, basically get some flying time. That's right. right. Get some get some air under my wings, soar to new heights in my career, and that's exactly why I'm doing this on your show. Well, it's great to have you here. And I never know, because I think about you, you're obviously an entertainment figure, but I didn't know that you were interested in all the other entertainment people and wanted to report on them. It's kind of a, there's always been like a, a little Billy Bush living inside of you that wanted to get out. And uh, this is where you do it. Well, actually, I get waxed, so. <laughs> what? You're not familiar with your competition? Is who's, Billy Bush who's still Billy out? Bush? Is Billy Bush still out since that, uh, tr- did he get kind of pushed out because of that Trump thing. I think he's back. Uh, I think he got rehired because I remember covering the story shortly after that. I, think it's, it, I mean, put, Trump went on to win the presidency. I think right. an entertainment reporter ought to be oh, able to go the grab tell him you. By, he's the grab him by the thing thing guy. He was, it's the conversation that was going on on that uh, thing, and Billy Bush didn't look good in that conversation, I think, so he lost his job, but the other guy in that conversation became President of the United States, which I think if the other guy could become President of the United States, Billy Bush ought to be able to go back to, uh, you know, telling us stupid things about stupid people that we don't care about. Yeah, leave that to me to talk to you about that stuff today. By the way, uh, I have eaten seven cherries in one day. (laughs) (gasps) I think you're in the clear. I think that uh, that's a very healthy thing. You know, the experts say don't don't, mm-hmm. don't do too much. And I don't know that uh, I don't know that pie is really what those experts were talking about. I have to be honest with oh, you. Lots of slices, seven slices of cherry pie, all in different cities. If you can believe that. Well, you are a rock star, or were, or are I'll almost always, done. Always going to be a rock star. They don't take away your rock star card when you yeah. retire. Yeah, I know, but age kind of makes it look kind of goofy. Well, bit. yeah, but uh, you know. Keith Richards is still a rock star, right? 
Yeah, he's not putting makeup on every night when he goes out there. But I mean, I get what you're saying. Well, yeah. they're not using HD lenses on him. I've seen the videos. He's an old man. <laughs> what do you think? Paul Entertainment News International, Stanley, you are, I don't know, how old is Paul? Is he 72, 71? 71 70? years young, I believe. Okay. Uh, and, and, you're, and you're giving up. I, I'm assuming Gene's around the same age as you. The other two, I don't know who they are anymore. So it's Tommy Thayer and the other guy. Well, the the guy playing drums who sings Beth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's, the funny thing to me is that always whoever the drummer is that slotted in sings Beth. I so they have to be that. able to sing. Okay, so they have to be able to sing the, the song Beth, which I think was the biggest hit you guys ever had. That yeah, I guess. And then you kicked <laughs> that guy out of the band. Let's put the X and sex was pretty rocking. So well, the disco song was pretty good too. The, uh, the I was made for I loving was you. Made for loving you, baby. Yeah, Gene hates that song. Well, because he uh, he's a macho man, and he doesn't like to do love songs. He macho, do, macho man. He wants Sorry. to do God of, what is it, God of Thunder? God is of Thunder, the, yeah, but that was and, his uh, Cher era. You know, remember he was dating yeah. Cher, and you'd see him on the cover of the National Enquirer with, like, a yeah. hanky over his face? Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, did you, I did not know that while he was dating Cher, he was cheating on Cher with Diana Ross. Or, or, or the other either. way around. Yeah, the dude got around. The dude got around. But you know what? Those days are behind you. You're family men now. And you're here to give us the entertainment news. Speaking of cherries, Lindsay Lohan has announced that she's pregnant and feels blessed and excited. Lindsay, you pulled it out. You must be all completely clean and pregnant. Lindsay. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm glowing. Um, I've never been more connected with the earth and my body and... You know, just the universe in general bringing life into this world. <coughs> well, you sound you sound like you really, really pulled yourself together. Because you know, when you're first of all, congratulations, and uh, when you, when, you know, have, having a baby, yeah. you know, you got to keep you you got to be healthy during oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you're off all the stuff. I'm off uh, most of the stuff. There's a lot that doesn't <laughs> cross the blood brain barrier, and so I'm oh. really focusing on you know doing that kind of thing. So you've researched the things that will not cross over to the fetus yeah. and only doing those things. Oh, that's very nice. It's that's wild. You know, like, like I think uh, a lot of stimulants, you know, they don't go. Oh, no, they do. I'm confused. I wrote it down somewhere. You know, you can't keep partying in Mykonos like that. You're pregnant now. you got to relax a little bit. You know, you got to give the baby some time she to grow. She lives in Dubai with her husband. Yeah, I'm in she, Dubai. She loves to go to Mykonos still. I mean, I do love Mykonos. That's where, I mean, I was thinking about naming the baby <laughs> no don't do that don't do that think about it before you name the child please well i have thought about it and i thought hey mika knows i like that <laughs> that was the thought so, process yeah <laughs> so it's, how about I, I sarah can't. think about sarah. how think about how uh how how much trouble Lindsay lohan was in and, and to hear her like this so healthy we're really yeah. pulling it together. It really, you, you by the way, Excuse as me. if we don't have enough of these, you are a real inspiration to little girls everywhere. Excuse me? Hold on. It's calling season. <laughs> you sound healthier than ever, Lindsay Lohan. But it's also, <coughs> I have some allergies. The back of my throat gets really itchy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> There she is, soon to be a, a first-time mom. <clears throat> yeah, motherhood feels so. It's just really, it's really um, it's something. I bet your kid can't wait to watch your movies, like the one yeah, you did her, with James Dean. <clears throat> Love bug. 
Yeah, she did do Love Bug, and, and she did uh, Mean Girls. Yeah, but I she did, did uh, that one with James Dean. The twins one? Wait, James oh, yeah. Dean... James Dean, the uh, actor that died in the 50s? No, James Dean, the aggressive <laughs> porn star. Oh! Yeah, I, that was a good time. That'll be when they're old enough, though. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, you gotta, you gotta, when they're young. Little Mykonos <coughs> would love to see something like that. What do you, what do you, what's gonna be the nickname for Mykonos? It's kind of a long name. What would Mika. you call it? Mika. Well, yeah. uh, once again, congratulations, Lindsay Lohan. Not only in the fact that you're about to have your first child, but that you obviously are clean and sober. Yeah. And uh, like I, I said, really like I said, uh, an inspiration to all. Thank so you congratulations. so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Next story, Paul. I hear music, but I want to tell you that there's an AI radio station playing ACDC created for surgeons that helps them be more accurate and efficient in their surgical uh, career, I guess. Giving the dog a bone is somehow going to help <laughs> a surgeon be do a better job. Oh, well, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, I'm seeing this story in a, you know, when you're looking at one online story and there's like that whole, like down the side of the page. Oh, here's a bunch of other stupid stories you should be clicking on. Click on them, damn it. It's not enough that you're reading this one story. Read these other stupid stories. We can tell you're an idiot. You came here for the main story. Here's some other stupid stories. But I'd forgotten about this from a couple of days ago. Very interesting that nobody's talking about this. They never do in this situation. Greta Thunberg uh, reportedly deleted a 2018 tweet that I guess within this tweet it claimed that uh, if this, that, or the other thing didn't happen uh, as far as policy goes that uh, the world would be... What did she say, Tim? That, that it would be... Um, we would be drowning by... Like, 2023, she said it's the end of the world, right. basically. Right, And it, I think it was a retweet of an article that made that claim. And since then, she's gone back and deleted that tweet, which, uh, I don't know, I find that newsworthy. Why isn't that newsworthy? Collect well, all the animals, two by two. <laughs> I'm building a large boat. <laughs> I hope it's a but, sailboat. But you don't, yeah, you don't want to have one of those uh, nuclear power. It has no motor. It runs on goodwill. <laughs> it ain't going to go far. It just floats. That's all I need it to do. I don't need to go anywhere. If the water floods, I move upward. Yeah, the okay, this is from New York Post. Climate activist Greta Thunberg has reportedly deleted a 2018 tweet warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity by 2023 if fossil fuel usage continued now i don't know about your calendar greta but mine says that we are now uh in the middle of march of 2023 and and we're still here well a it is not the end of 2023 it's only the third month well that's that's a point that's a point gotta give it to you and because of my efforts since 2018 I have improved the use of fossil fuels. And so we haven't used as much. Either way, that's a story. You're the reason we're still here. You're welcome. (laughs) Paul Entertainment News International Stanley. Isn't that a great thing to know? Yeah, she's 18 now, right? Paul, Whoa, give me another. Paul. Give me another entertainment story, what? please. What? I was just please. Asking. People aren't allowed to ask questions. <laughs> you want to send me days. a birthday present? Yes, I'll definitely do that. She's you like spaghetti? twenty now. She's twenty years oh, old. Oh, never I love mind. Paintings and art. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you like? Do you got a lot of money? Because you know, paintings aren't free. 
Yeah, especially when they're when they're painted by Paul Stanley. I'm going to paint you, Greta. What do you think of that? I would love it. I'm going to paint you eating a pot roast, driving a gas guzzler. No. Why would Why would you do such? Because it would be fun. My point is, I just think I think it. (laughs) If we're gonna, if if policies around the world are going to be changed because of this young lady and her advocacy, I just I don't know. I'm not a news person. I find that newsworthy that she deleted that tweet that said that we'd all be dead by 2023. But I'm eating into Paul Entertainment News International Stanley's time. Please, sir, at least one more entertainment story. Okay, so like I said in the tease before we went to commercials. An AI radio station has been playing ACDC, created for surgeons who can help them learn how to, you know, improve their accuracy and efficiency. So while you're cutting somebody up, you're listening to uh, Big Balls. That yeah. it, it's <laughs> perfect if you're like, you know, one of those kind of doctors. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're like given uh, vasectomies or something yeah. like that. You're listening to that. It keeps you focused on uh, what's at hand. Hell's literally. Bells. Hell, yeah, Hell's... <laughs> Whole lot of Rosie, you listen to that if you're one of those doctors who sucks fat out of people? I just don't think that having like back like bump, bum, I don't know how that helps the rhythm of oh, a surgeon. S- surgeons listen to music all the time, whether it's something soothing like classical or like heavy metal. What about like Counting Crows and Dashboard Confessional? They listen oh, to yeah. them? Uh oh, I, I think that. that's his way no, of telling me that I should that. give those tickets away. He's but producing. Now got, got <laughs> Thank you, Greta. Bye, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be looking for your uh, uh, soon-to-be-deleted tweets in the future. Yes, you can win two tickets to see Counting Crows with Dashboard Confessional on Friday, August 11th at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. Be caller number 10 to 404-872-0750. Tickets go on sale at LiveNation.com tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Or Terrell. Brock Terrell of Johns Creek won two tickets to see Counting Crows with Dashboard Confessional. That's going to take place on Friday, August 11th at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. Tickets go on sale at LiveNation.com tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And I know I know that this has been uh, proudly a war-free and for the last hour or so uh, a annoying electronic hum-free uh, a di- remember Humphrey, Electronic Humphrey, great band. Uh, I think it was an EDM band. But, oh, they uh, were Jared sick. Did, Huge you liked them? Freaking sick. Well, every time I was there, I was effed up, so I don't really remember a lot of it. Hey, it was a good time, right? Oh, a great time. That's all that matters. So uh, we, I, I'm not doing war talk today, but I did. I was reading this very quickly. Weird story in New York Post I brought up earlier. Putin's Wagner mercenary army recruiting fighters for Ukraine war on Pornhub. Uh, inside the story, the private army uh, has placed a highly suggestive ad on the popular porn site, urging male viewers to stop pleasuring themselves and instead apply for a job at Wagner. In the commercial, a blonde woman wearing red lipstick is seen twirling an oversized lollipop in her mouth, while a husky female voice purrs in the background, we are the effing coolest private army in the world. We are recruiting fighters from all regions of Georgia. (laughs) This is the kicker. Don't whack off. Go to work for PMC Wagner. And then a phone number appears on the screen, which is said to be associated with that Excuse group. Excuse me, please. Uh, oh, the, 
Is this this is not this is Volodymyr. This is uh, Zelensky. This yes, this is Volodymyr Zelensky from Kiev, and I want to say, don't fall for the Wagner tricks. Don't fall for. Uh, Putin is evil man. Listen, I am starting because there are a lot of single Ukrainian women who are looking for work. <laughs> recently single. I, I don't know why. There's an uptick of a lot of women who are no longer married. But anyway, they're young, and they uh, <clears throat> they are put together our official Ukraine only fans page. <laughs> wait, I wait, can be- I see? Wait a minute. I'm interested in seeing you. Uh, uh, is it oh, no, your no. only? You, you, you are just uh, the ladies. Well, the ladies, but I am also the feature performer for all the ladies. For $6.69 US per month, <laughs> you can have access to all these lovely Ukrainian, beautiful blondes from Asito uh, Shining. Well, we don't have any coasts anymore. But anyway, what I'm saying is that for that amount of money a month, and if you leave on auto pay, you'll get a sexy pic of me in sexy suggestive clothing, and that will be free. And for an extra fee, a pay-per-view fee, you can see everything. I heard what you'll do for a few tanks is just go all the way. So I will even be doing tanks. If <laughs> they're smaller. They're not the, like a giant Sherman tank. And uh, Kurson Kara is a favorite of a lot of people. <laughs> Bakhmut Betty. <laughs> Whoa. Bakhmut Betty, Bambalam, whoa, Bakhmut Betty, Bambalam, you got you something that this song's not very appropriate for this decade. No, it is not. It's really not. The, it's a, it's a highly misogynist, I find, and, you know, kind of a racial thing going on there. So you're not for that. You're about progress. and Yes, Kelly Keeve is one of my favorites. All right. Okay. <laughs> So you have your OnlyFans site. Uh, the Wagner Group has their Pornhub ads. Don't and- sign up for Wagner Group. You'll end up dead. Believe me. And if you make it through, they'll throw you in Gulag later. Don't do it. Not a good deal is what you're saying. Who wants to live in Russia? I mean, they have bears everywhere. That is true. That's what I've heard. That's what I grew up uh, hearing that. What are we doing uh, here and now? Should we do some open mics? Uh, Jared Yamamoto? Yeah, you know, yesterday in this... You know, I could talk war forever, but this is the thing that people are saying. They don't want every single show to be me ranting on and on about war. So why not open it up to the people? Yeah, I'd say so. Yesterday we uh, talked a lot about Diplo's situation during this segment yesterday. Where Diplo's situation is that he was on a podcast and he said, uh, you know, I received oral services from a man, and uh, but I'm not gay. That's basically a thing. And yeah. I think I said, well, you know, it is. It does fall. Just say you're a bisexual, right? I mean, it's like uh, it does fall under the category of, you know, gay sex, right? I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I would I say mean, so. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, an open micer left this left this open mic after hearing that segment yesterday, and he tries to further explain the situation. Oh my God, Eric, you can have had you can have had a gay experience in your life and not be gay or bisexual. I, a straight man, have experimented with other yes. men to the full to the furthest extent you can experiment with somebody and decide that I've been I attended this show and I don't really want to come back to it now that I've given it a try but I'm not bisexual because I have no desire for other men all right, Love a couple you. things there. A couple things there. <laughs> Autumn, it's 2023. You don't have to get excited about the fact that every, anybody just she's I don't have to get excited, yes. but it's just yes. true. I mean, yes. They won't be well. on my OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just love I a king actually, that admits, you know, what he's doing. I love it. I don't, I don't, I actually don't disagree with that open micer. It seemed to me that Diplo was still open to more than, like, was still open to, to that experience. And he made the idiotic claim that as long as you don't <laughs> look into somebody's eyes, then it's not gay sex. So I get what that guy said. What, see, what he's talking about is he was curious. He was curious about something, so he tried something, and then he eh, wasn't what I uh, wasn't what I expected it to be. But he, I went there, like he said, like, yeah, went to the restaurant, didn't really enjoy it all that much, as much as I thought I would. <laughs> so I'm not going back to that restaurant. I don't disagree with what he's saying. I still disagree with the idea that what the delineation between whether it's gay sex or not is whether or not you look into somebody's eyes. I wouldn't stand my ground on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really, I don't, I don't have a quite, I think what that guy's saying is actually correct. There's no, a lot of people have uh, dabbled in stuff that they were curious about. And they're like, eh, you know what? I like the old fashioned stuff better. That's the way that. Yeah, I got into stamp collecting once and I decided this is too expensive and uh, too yeah. detailed of a, a hobby. And I, I, I noped out Listen, of it. I grew up seeing myself as a rock star playing a guitar on stage. And when I was uh, 17 years old. I took a, I bought a hundred dollars. I bought a uh, acoustic guitar from a music store, and I brought it home. And I had a book, obviously, that I bought, and I started doing the little lessons. And it had never occurred to me that uh, it was hard, it, uh, difficult in any way, or that it hurt. I, it never occurred to me that it hurt your fingers to learn. And so that was a hundred dollars that uh, I knew I had wasted probably within 35 minutes of sitting down. But I had, I was like, wow, I, I want to learn how to play a guitar. But then I picked it up and I did it and well, this ain't for me. So, so you I picked up the that. clarinet instead. I picked up the clarinet and men. <laughs> next <laughs> open mic. Well, the music's playing, but when we come oh, back, no. this next open micer has an idea on how to make the open mic a little more efficient. I'll tell you about it when we come back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mr. Nosy Pants. Uh, we will get to the open mic that you teased before the break. But I have to get to this story real quick. King Charles III, you know him, Knight's Queen guitarist Brian May. And my first thing is, like, is this a way to get somebody uh, of note to actually play his coronation? Because he's been turned down by everybody. Elton John, Adele, anybody who's famous enough that in, in England that Americans know who they are <laughs> have uh, turned him down. And also, it's not for nothing. I find it strange when... Now, some bands... You know, you've got like Kiss, you know, there's two people and then the others kind of revolve over the years. And then there's very few bands that are the same people. I mean, once they get famous, they're the same people all the way through decades. And obviously Queen lost their lead singer to death. So there, and there's been a change there, but we all understand that's just the only way we can get Queen songs or see Queen live. It's not really, I never really considered you know, anybody, there's been a couple of people who have been the lead singer on tours, but nobody says, oh, that's now the new member of Queen, right? They're there to do the best they can with the material. But bands like U2, like I don't understand they're going to do a residency in Vegas without their drummer, but it's not like their fourth drummer. The drummer started the band. <laughs> they're one of those, you know, very, uh, 
it does not happen very often at all that a band is around for years and years and years and years, and it's the same people in the band. Queen had four people in the band. I always find it difficult. Now, you can't knight Freddie Mercury unless they do things like that posthumously, but it's just odd to me that they pick one person in the band. Okay, you're now knighted. Well, what about the guy uh, who uh, wrote another one, Bites the Dust? What about John Deacon? He wrote great songs. The drummer, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, Roger... Uh, Taylor? Taylor, he wrote great songs. I mean, they're a band, and some of these bands, you know, like the Beatles and the Stones, they have more than one writer. And, and the, this uh, this band in particular, everybody wrote songs, and everybody in the band wrote hit songs for the band. So it's just kind of, I would be annoyed if I was somebody <laughs> else in the band. I don't think this guy, John Deacon, who wrote some of my favorite songs by Queen, I mean, Dragon Attack, which might be my favorite song by Queen. I'm um, in love with my car. I'm at, that's Roger Taylor wrote that song, um, but uh, um, I think John Deacon wrote more hits than Freddie Mercury. Maybe I mean he he was a hit machine. He was the bassist, and but he retired from Queen. Like he he's one of these guys who just retired. Like uh, like my friend Pete Spriggs, who uh, was my program director when I and brought me here. Uh, that guy, man, when he when he retired, he just like I'm done. Like last night I saw uh, Donna Hall. Uh, at the uh, Georgia, yeah, former GM of, of our stations here. Yeah, so I saw her. She had a cast on, and she was. But I knew Pete Spriggs. He had a video. He was like, when when Pete Spriggs retired, hmm. he retired, and that's what uh, John Deacon from Queen did. He doesn't do it. He just every once in a while you see a blurry picture of him in a pub, <laughs> you know, sitting there with his with his mates having a beer. But why shouldn't he be? I, I just don't get it. I don't get why one person in a band. But then again, what the hell do I care? I live in America. I understand, but it just seems odd to me. And I was surprised. Somebody told me that Ringo was knighted from the Beatles, which I don't... I don't. Is that really true? I believe it, we looked it up and he was knighted. Let me double check. Okay, because he doesn't really... Nobody calls him Sir Ringo. That sounds weird. Sir, Sir Richard Ritchie. Starkey? Sir Richie. Yeah, he was knighted. No, actually, he was knighted. No, I think that if you look at it, and I may be wrong about this, I believe that his birth certificate name is Richie. Richie Starkey. No, it's I believe, Richard Stark. What? I believe that he was actually named Richie. I could be wrong. Hey, listen, we have another show tomorrow, and I promised that we would get it's to the Richard. Mike. So let's do it. Don't be. Don't, don't give just me that mommy thing. Richard. Don't give me that mommy thing. I think. I just looked it up. I'll take the well, mommy thing. What's your source? What's the, your source? The internet. Oh, uh, uh. I would not believe. Uh, okay, she's one of those conspiracy <laughs> theorists, no doubt. All right, so get to that open mic. EVH needs to have something added to the open mic feature where you can choose uh, from some options to avoid some confusion when listening to them, such as uh, this is for heavy criticism, this is playful comedy, or this is to um, hit on autumn. Uh, this is Rich in Cabbage Town. <laughs> uh, not necessarily opposed to it. Don't know if we have the technology. Jared Yamamoto, lead researcher and just have them press the one or two, press you know, and then complain. you just have to guess what they're pressing. Because <laughs> yeah. the thing is, the open mic is just one large thing. It collects everything. Because sometimes Jared will put an open mic in there, and I'm like, I think probably Erickson talked about that, or it was something from Atlanta's Morning News. So it's all just kind of one thing. It's like a big, we, a big black hole of audio. That's what it is. <laughs> Well, then it would never we'd never hear it if it was a black hole of audio. I guess that can never escape a black hole. Bad analogy. How about a big suitcase a of audio? Pit. A, a pit. pit of audio. There you go. There you go. You go in with a shovel. You pull out the things. What Jared does is he pulls out the stuff that that was left during our show. 
But I think sometimes maybe somebody just gets home. They want to they want to yell at Erickson or something, and maybe they they don't, they don't get to it till the next morning when we're on the air. So, but if, if I could, I would. That's a good a good suggestion. All right, we're done. That music says Eric. Shut the F up, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. But I will tell you, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Another big show. Last one of the week, mind you. Don't miss it. Starting at 9 a.m., you're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on your journey. Uh, Do not piss off the genie. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.